I'm never quite sure if it's going to go to plan. Welcome back to Coach Class with me, Dom Birch. This is the podcast where I get to speak to inspirational leaders and coaches from across the world. And I'm delighted this week to welcome onto the podcast, Diane Young. Now, Diane says on her own Twitter that she is marketing mad. She is business obsessed. She has an unhealthy competitive edge. She's a peapod loving mummy and wife. Oh, and also co-founder of The Drum. Diane, welcome to Coach Class. Thank you very much. That's just reminded me it's peapod season any day now. (laughs) (laughs) Fantastic. And do you just like to pull them off and just like rip them open there and then? Yeah, that makes it sound like I can actually grow one. No, I just go to the supermarket and buy a bag and then just, yeah, eat them all. Yeah. So let's go back, what, 1999 when you founded The Drum. What was your route into marketing, the magazine, the whole sector? Let's go back. Remind me how you got to where you are now. Uh, Well, I didn't actually found The Drum originally. That was um, my husband, Gordon, um, and actually his mother was involved. Um, And then his best friend from school joined. They had done a school magazine together. That was our first venture into publishing. And and they actually, it was was set up in competition with the the official school magazine. So that was quite adventurous. Um, And then I joined uh, much later, I guess, in 1996. Um, And shortly after that, we did kind of a a management buyout. Um, Some members of Gordon's family were in the business. And uh, Nick Gordon and I decided we, we wanted to buy the business and then we took it off in our own in our own direction so that's kind of how I go. and I worked in the health service for uh, about five years after I graduated um having graduated into a recession where uh, I couldn't get a job for quite a while so that was a bit demoralizing so for anyone who's listening who is not currently in a job it is you will recover you will find something and it will all be fine in the end it's interesting that isn't it when you have those setbacks in life and then you kind of look back on them now and you kind of go if I was talking to myself now, then I'd sort of say, don't worry about it. It's going to be okay. You're going to get through this. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You can't imagine where your life's going to take you. I don't think I never imagined I would be living in London, you know, with a, you know, we've got offices in New York, Singapore, uh, Mumbai, Glasgow and London. And I just I would never have imagined that, you know, at that point. But here I am. Here you are indeed, and I and thank you for being <laughs> being here with me. And I, have to, and I also have to say a thank you actually to to you and Gordon because when I was at that point of knowing I wanted to move on out of ASDA and take that leap to well, actually I wasn't quite sure what it was going to be. Was it going to be a consultant? Was it going to be a freelance marketing person? And I remember you generously allowed me to sort of do my daily blog, but host it on the drums website, which obviously meant I had a huge audience of people all of a sudden, rather than just, you know, the 22 that bumped into me via Twitter. Mm-hmm. What is it that, you know, as you sort of, because you think about the industry and, and the amount of change, I guess, it's gone through over the last few years. What are the things that make you really proud of of the impact that the drum has had on, on people's lives in the industry? Well, I, th- I think when we can help individuals, as you just described, um, and that was not just a completely charitable thing. We thought you had a lot to say, you know, your blog was popular. Um, so it wasn't just completely, you know, for you. It was for our readers as well. I think where we've built communities and we've helped connect people together, that's, you know, really nice when you see, uh, you know, those relationships flourishing. And actually, we've even within the drum, we've had, I think, three or four couples meet at the drum and get married. So there's there's children in the world 
that are only here because of the drum. So that's quite nice. Our, our mission really is to help marketers to solve their problems. As you'll know yourself, as the last few years have gone past, it's more and more and more and more complex to be a marketer um, in the increasingly tech-enabled world. And so we see our role as helping people to navigate their way through to help them grow their companies, which will help them, you know, which will help the economy it helps them personally, you know, to help people grow their careers, to help people help other people that they come across. And if we've done that in any way, if we've helped promote best practice, if we've explained things to, to people who you know, didn't quite understand what was going on, but really needed to, then, you know, that, that's in my view, we've achieved, you know, what, what we set out to achieve. Um, and what's happened in the last few years, you know, is it, you know, when I first joined, we really just had a magazine um, and my job was to grow events um, within the company. But then, of course, the internet came along um, and nobody in publishing knew how to make any money out of it. But what that did was actually took a while. But what it actually did was give the drum, you know, a global platform, which it took us a while to realise. But as soon as we did uh, and we managed to get our hands on the URL of the drum.com, which was owned by someone else for quite a few years, that just sort of transformed the way we thought about, you know, how far we could go and how we could bring stories from around the world to people around the world. So, yeah. The internet's made a big difference to us um, and it's meant that there's a complexity of things to explain to people as well, which gives us our mission, I suppose. And I was reading on your LinkedIn, you say, I'm an avid consumer of business education, having yes. stupidly not bothered in your early career. What 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 did you mean by that? And, and what have you come to? Because I see you say, you know, talk you about engaging in mastermind coaching and training. Yeah. Well, you know, I studied really hard from when I went to secondary school. You know, I studied for every test, every exam. You know, I wanted to do really well. I went to university, did a, I did maths. That was a four-year honours course. That was, you know, pretty draining. And when I graduated, I just thought, oh, that's it, I'm never studying again, um, <laughs> which was a pretty stupid um, sort of thing to say, I suppose, to myself. But I just had enough at that point. I was, you know, exhausted from all the, all the, the prep for exams. And it, it took me quite a long time and actually quite a lot of failure in the business, failure to progress, failure to do things properly, failure to make money, failure to grow, and to realise that actually maybe it was time that I started, you know, not studying per se. I didn't go to university, you know, to university, find a business course or anything, but I started to read business books. I went on some courses and I found a mastermind group. You know, I, I, I read as a result of those things, I read some books that were recommended to me that were literally life changing to me. And I certainly wouldn't be talking to you today, probably if I hadn't if I hadn't read those books. And you know, even to this day, I still love a business book. I'm reading uh, the Win Without Pitching Manifesto at the moment. Also, um, I still have um, a kind of mastermind group that I'm part of, and I treasure you know the people that I'm, I've met throughout the years that I can still get together with and talk about business. That that's been so important to me, and I'm just a bit sorry really that it took me a long time to realise. But that was my you know. That was how I did it. And you can't change what's happened in the past. You can only try and do better now and in the future. So, yeah, that that was kind of where that comment came from, that I just didn't really think about learning how to run a business. And who are the people that you look back on that have inspired you as you've been going through those, I guess, natural ups and downs, those moments in life where things aren't going to plan, but then you kind of get over that bit and you overcome it and then you start to see a bit of success I mean you know you sort of threw away a comment a minute ago that you've got offices in Mumbai and Singapore and New York and London and who'd have thought it you know but what an an amazing sort of like 
amazing ecosystem you've built and a global brand. Mm-hmm. As you look back, were there sort of moments or crossroads that you just sort of look back to now and go, that was such an important moment to go left rather than right or to keep going forward when you could have just, you know, felt the need to go back into reverse? There were a few. Um, I think reading the book Think and Grow Rich was really important. Um, and then another one called The Language of Leaders. That was also very important. That really helped us to start expressing you know, proper goals for the business. And then that allowed us to then say, oh, actually, why don't we go to London? Why why couldn't we be a global company? Why couldn't we be, um, you know, have a team in, in, in the USA and so on? Um, so I think those were really important moments in a sense. Um, in terms of people that inspired me, I mean, Andy Murray is a huge inspiration to me. I like tennis. And I just always thought it's amazing that, you know, a wee laddie from, the middle of Scotland somewhere could go and you know win the US Open and then obviously go on to the other achievements he had and um, so I sort of saw that as a kind of a, a north star of why why can't we do that and um, what's stopping us probably only ourselves um, and then I'd say more recently in the last six months or so we've attracted some absolutely brilliant new people to the drum really good thinkers with excellent experience and real drive and passion for what they do and I suppose I find them inspiring every day and I'm so grateful you know for what they're contributing to the business um but I suppose more than anything it's all the little moments where you realize something about yourself either good or bad and then you know do something about it you know, so either change whatever it is that's not as good as it could be or, you know, whatever you're doing well, think, right, I'm going to do more of that and I'm going to help other people to do that because it's really making a difference. So I think those are those sort of moments and inspirations that I would pick out. And as you look to recruit people, and I guess it's, you know, in this world, you're probably interviewing people on Zoom that might be end up working for you in different parts of the world. What is it that you're looking for? What's the sort of... I don't know, is there something like a glint in somebody's eye? Is it something that you're looking for that's magical, that helps you, I guess, keep the culture of the drum and keep mm-hmm. it expanding and growing in a way that you want to harness it? What What are the characteristics that you look for in others? It's difficult not to sound kind of trite with these lists, isn't it, in a way? Um, but you're right, There is a you do see a spark in some people and it's hard to come up with a better word for that. But, um, you know, I want people that like really get a kick out of achieving something they can demonstrate to me that they've faced some real challenges in their lives and got you know got over it got through it somehow and, and you know triumphed in some way I want somebody who's curious about our business and curious about the world because I think that's how people get their best ideas when they're constantly reading things or watching things or listening to things there's there's so many things in life that can just be adapted from other industries, from other settings, and, and can become really successful things in, in, in your own sector. I like people who smile as well. <laughs> I think it's really, it sounds silly, but if somebody's quite grim through an interview, I think, do I really want to spend a few hours of my working week with you every week for the next few years? You know, so they need to, you know, have some sort of sense that they enjoy life because um, I want to enjoy my life. I think I do enjoy my life and um, I want everyone who's at the drum to to have some sort of joyfulness about them because that's what um, makes life good and I think that's what makes high performing teams as well and what's still on you know what's on your to-do list what are the things that as you look forward now and kind of go gosh you know because it's amazing you think about all the achievements and and even just the awards and the events I mean I remember teasing Gordon once when we were at an award ceremony and it was uh, I think it was the third night in a row that you guys had hosted something in this particular hotel and I'm saying you've got an award every single week and he said actually we've got them 26 weeks of the year or something like Um, that and I was like wow 
what is it that's still what are the undones for you are the things mm. that still give you that energy and drive to sort of go actually there's so much more I want to I want to achieve yeah well actually funny you should mention that about those awards dinners because one of the things I want to achieve is that we're never going to do those again so I hope you enjoyed the ones you were at Dom because <laughs> uh, you won't be getting an invitation to anything like that again from the drum I'm afraid because um, what I would like to do, our next big mission, I suppose, is to do virtual versions of those awards that people from all over the world want to attend. Um, and the way that we want to do that is to make it much more like a proper full-blown TV production um, so that you know people want to watch whether they're actually nominated for the awards or not, because they're going to learn stuff, they're going to be entertained, they're going to be inspired. Um, and okay if they win an award in, in addition to that then that, that's a bonus and so we're spending a lot of time at the moment thinking about how we can create that and how we can you know, encourage people to celebrate where they are um, you know to attend the awards and have their own party at the same time and um, so that's one of the things and I think we've just under we're just undergoing quite a, a rapid digital transformation now and I think that's partly because we're not tethered to these live events anymore because it took up a lot of energy and time and money and so because we've not been doing those for the last year we've progressed so much in other areas of the business that I think have got huge potential to add value to our audience to our advertisers um, and to our business as well obviously we want to add value to our business and make sure that it's strong and, and growing so the US is a big target for us as well, I'd say. I believe that the US business should be bigger than our UK business within about two years um, because, you know, the market's, you know, double double the size of here. Um, and, well, it's much bigger than double the UK, but it's double the size of EMEA. So, yeah, conquering America, um, completing our digital transformation and um, creating a, a TV format for awards um, that's really successful. That would be my three things I've got in my mind at the moment. I love your to-do list because like my to-do list would be, you know, trying to play a bit more golf this week and, <laughs> um, you know, not getting told off by the kids. And, you know, and yours is like conquer America, <laughs> go on this amazing digital transformation and get rid of, you know, get rid of uh, in-person award entries, but change them into being like TV extravaganzas. I love all that. What yeah. would be, you know, there'd be people listening and they'd be kind of at that point where they just haven't had the experience yet. And they're sort of looking out onto their careers and going, I just don't know. I don't know what to do. And maybe it's picking up on this curiosity point because I remember it's so hard, isn't it, to teach somebody to have initiative. But the ones who do, the ones who are curious, who are prepared to kind of go, I don't know if I can do it, but I'm going to give it a go anyway. And the other thing that I just reflect back to is just those moments where you were constrained seem to be also the pivot points, if you like, to use that terrible phrase, that yeah. really, you know, projected you forward then to just try and do things. I and mean, I love the language of leaders going, let's talk the language and move to London. Let's have offices yeah. in New York. I mean, the downside of this, that's all, the, that's all the great stuff. I mean, the downside is, you know, there's been times when I thought we weren't going to make it to next month, you know, and that I would have to face telling all our staff that they'd lost their jobs or, you know, that we, we would have lost our house, you know, at some points where we had, you know, funded the business using loans that were, secured in our you know in our homes so you know I think all these things are part of the journey and often you know people listen to podcasts like this or they read articles in the in the paper or online and they, they hear all the you know the, the supposed trajectory that is you know absolutely magical but it, the reality is is it's not like that and I think it's really important to say these things out loud and um, so that people don't think they have to be superstars in order to you know run a business or go for a new job you know there's so much rejection and failure 
um, you know, in my past. But it doesn't have to define you, I don't think. You have to somehow find a way through it however you can and one of the ways is to have really good people who encourage you who support you you know who wipe your tears for you uh, at the bad times um, and you know some there will be people in your life that the way they act the way they speak to you it's as if they don't really want you to succeed you know they, they, they say things that sort of nibble away at your your confidence or they undermine the, the, the choices that you've made and sort of make them seem bizarre or selfish or you know stupid but those people you know have their own reasons for saying those things and acting like that and I think the best thing to do is just to distance yourself you know if not from the person then from their their views on your life because it's your life and you have to make your own decisions so I'd, I'd say to people surround yourself with good people and when the times are tough they'll be there to help you and help, help you to get through basically. I think that's great. I think it's powerful as well to hear that. And I think, you know, and thank you for being so open and honest about it, because I think I couldn't agree more. It's so easy, isn't it, to look at people and put them up on a pedestal and go, wow, you know, they had this sort of magic aura about about them. But actually, mm-hmm. do you know what? It comes down to a bit of grit, determination and, you know, making your own luck sometimes, doesn't it? And, and sort of yeah. refusing to, to, to give up, I suppose, at those moments when, but it's all right to feel like you want to give up every now and then too. Of course, yeah, absolutely. You have to have some reason inside yourself for keeping going. I mean, you mentioned at the start in my, um, you know, what I put in my Twitter description. You know, I do love business and I do love marketing. But the big thing is I'm competitive and I just say I am not, I am not going to fail at this. I'm just not going to. Um, same reason I studied all those years for all those exams or after dismal hour. Because I just think but you do have to work hard. You do have to you know, be committed if you want to succeed. It's nothing worth having is usually easily won I don't think and um, so it's that competitiveness and and on one level that kept me going and also just this sense of you know there's people relying on you and eventually you know Gordon and I have had you know we've got a family of our own our children are relying on us and I was just thinking you know what if we end up out in the street (laughs) Um, (laughs) how's that going to work so yeah I I suppose there's a whole mixture of things going on in your head at any one time, depending on what's happening with your your career, your business, your life and and different things that keep you going at different times. Brilliant. Well, listen, Diane, we could chat all afternoon, but I think we're going to get off just before the ice cream van comes along in the background. And I don't want it to deprive you of that moment of running out for an ice cream. But it's been an absolute pleasure yeah. catching up with you. I'm I'm a bit gutted that we're too, not Dom. we're not going to be able to bump into each other at a drum awards event. But that's not to say no. there aren't going to be drum moments where we can come back no, together. No, no, we have our own venue now, um, but it's very much not a black tie kind of place. So you can come along and have a beer, but you can just wear your trainers and your oh, well, that's you know, all right. Your your tattiest t-shirt, and you'll be very welcome. Well, as you know, me and Gordon always seem to have hats on our heads, so I'll be wearing my flat cap of some sort or some variety. Uh, Diane, honestly, thank you so much for taking the time to come on to Coach Class. It's been brilliant catching up. It's and my I look, pleasure. Great to see you again. And I look forward to American domination, re, what was it, reimagining the awards ceremony into a TV extravaganza and your digital revolution being done. Um, and let's not put a time limit on it, but I look forward to that happening in the near future. <laughs> Watch this space. <laughs> Watch this space. Diane, thank you so much for coming on Coach Class. You're welcome. Take care.